Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Tuesday the 29th of June, another Delta edition of our podcast with our co-host Dan Illich of the Irrational Fear podcast, reporting from Bondi at the heart of the Sydney cluster. Hello, Dan. Dom, it's good to be with you once again. And I want you to know I'm walking around with my arms in a Delta wing fashion, like straight out down by my side. Delta winged out. So anytime I'm walking around Bondi, people know that I could be carrying Delta. And you look really weird, which is perfect for social distancing. No one's going to come near I, I, you looking I like do that. look weird, but I also look like Barnaby Joyce or Scott Morrison standing for a photo opportunity. You know, <laughs> that's, they kind of got their arms out the side, trying to make their shoulders as broad as possible to prove that they can carry the country. Yeah, well, they're probably carrying something. <laughs> Let's jump straight into this segment. COVID Watch. Because there's some things we've got to talk about top of the show, Dan. Um, big news from Sydney. The New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller had an extraordinary story in yesterday's briefing. Unbelievably, we saw two men sunbaking naked on a beach on the south coast. They were startled by a deer, ran into the national park and got lost. Not only did they require assistance from SES and police to rescue them, they also both received a ticket for $1,000. Dan, this is extraordinary. It is extraordinary, but first of all, they're sunbaking. I'm okay with that nude. That That's totally fine. But while you're nude, how do you get started by a deer so much that you run away into the forest? Surely a nude man is more startling to a deer <laughs> than a deer is to a nude man. And also, I think I'm misunderstanding how exhibitionism works, Dan. Like if you're – surely they want the deer to watch. They're putting exactly. on a show for the deer. This is why they're on a they're on a beach. They're on a on a very public place where people can see them, and as well as fauna. This is they they should be charging tickets to go see their willy whackers in yeah, the sun. Fauna, Kating, perhaps I'm not sure. This wasn't clear. Yes, maybe they are also Trump supporters because Trump did say early on in this pandemic that sunlight could possibly, maybe even cure COVID nineteen, which we all know is not exactly true. So the rules at the moment are that you're allowed to exercise outdoors in groups of less than ten. Group of less than ten. Tick. Tick. Outdoors, tick. Tick. Now, sunbaking, not exercising. My question for the commissioner is, if they were actually having sex, would that <laughs> count as exercise and thereby would they not get fined? Is the part of the f- thing that they're getting fined for that they weren't exercising? But also, when the deer arrived, they sure as hell fucking started exercising. Didn't yeah. they? they sprinted out of there. That's compliant. Yeah, excuse me, sir. I'm just going to have to stop you from sunbathing there to take your uh, your heart rate. Uh, if your heart rate is higher than a resting BPM, then you're free to go. <laughs> Unfortunately, your heart rate has come back at 75 beats per minute, so I'm afraid that's a $1,000 fine. I just think we need more clarity in these guidelines because what I'm reading is public sex is fine. Yep, that's um, totally don't fine. Take, that's- don't take my word for it, but um, it's exercises outdoors, and just as long as you don't have 11 people who are in your orgy, you're compliant. But being chased off by a deer, uh, couldn't that be some sort of sport? Isn't that like a some sort of steeplechase yeah. slash decathlon thing? It seems like something that would be in the Winter Olympics. <laughs> yes, indeed. That would be If they were doing it downhill, down a slope it, with the rifles slung around their neck, it would be a biathlon. Yeah. The, look. <laughs> and if the deer got involved, it might be a triathlon. I don't even know how they roll. 
The problem is, is that they were probably nude. And I reckon if they had some sweatbands in appropriate places with some sporting brands attached, uh, like a nice little Nike sweatband or an Adidas sweatband, then that would clearly be physical education. The good thing is, though, Dan, we've got the first spin-off miniseries of this lockdown. We all want to see a recreation of this story. I want to see the <laughs> body cam footage from the police and the SES. When good sunbaking goes bad. Probably uploaded to Pornhub right now. (laughs) Coming up, I'm going to be talking about the new range of Dine and Discover vouchers that the New South Wales government is going to be handing out to its citizens. Gabby Bolt's going to join us to talk about a very weird exercise undergone at St Luke's Christian School last week. And Barnaby Joyce is not only back, Dan, he's got policies and we need to know more about them. I don't think I've ever wanted to know more about <laughs> the Barnaby's policies that I do right now. Yeah, they're, they're not very long, but they're quite out there, as you'd expect. <sighs> but first, let's go to Rebecca Dayanamino in the Chaser Newsroom. German supermarket chain Aldi has issued a statement calling for calm following a surge in panic buying during lockdown. The company is now in damage control as it took only one weekend for all their stock of discount trombone cases and inflatable bath mats to completely disappear from the shelves. In international news, the US has stepped up its efforts in enforcing social distancing in the Middle East yesterday with a series of new air raids in Syria. The bombing campaign has so far claimed the lives of five people who were standing too close together. SBS has just confirmed a reboot of their cult quiz show Letters and Numbers after years off the air. Citing the New South Wales government's daily announcements of new COVID cases, the show's producers realise that there's still a lot of public interest in deciphering confusing mathematical equations on television. That's the latest news headlines for The Chaser Report. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by School Holiday Screen Time. Because sure, I don't really know where my mum is, but I do know that I'm up to episode 45 of Bluey. Dom, I don't know if you saw this, but another Dom, Dominic Perrottet, the Treasurer of New South Wales, is promising a whole new range of Diner Discover vouchers for New South Wales citizens as this pandemic rolls through. Oh, these are the QR codes you can go and get a discount on food right. or activities you, or any of that stuff. If you live in New South Wales, you've been given about 100 bucks worth of vouchers to use in places like restaurants or movies or, or galleries and mm. stuff like that. It's a really great way to kickstart the economy. And I don't know about you, as a fellow New South Welshman, have you used any of your Dine and Discover vouchers yet? Oh, as soon as they were giving me 25% off on restaurants, I was straight in there. I haven't gone to a single, um, you know, self-improving activity for the Discover, but the dining shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've used, I've used a lot of the Dine uh, vouchers, but no one's really used the Discover vouchers as far as I could tell. There's like 50 bucks worth of experiences there that no one's ever used. So I'm thinking that maybe it's time the New South Wales 
put out a whole new range of vouchers that perhaps citizens like you and I who don't really get through the Discover vouchers can use. I've got a couple for you. I'd like to try them out on you, see what you think. Um, Deep Diver Discover. This is to be used for life coaches and psychologists to help people deal with PTSD of being locked in inside with kids these school holidays. Do you you think Deep Diver Discover would be useful for you, Don? Oh, look, I think counselling vouchers are are actually a genuinely sensible idea. I'm not sure what you were going for. It also made me think if there's some way of getting a discount on like putting on diving gear and going to some sort of safe undersea base away from the whole of New South Wales, that could also be a really good thing. Yes, deep dive and discover a place where there's no oxygen so COVID can't thrive. I like that too. What about wine and recover? Yes. These can only be used on a bottle of wine that China has refused to buy and a tube of Barocca. Do you think? That's very useful. And also you could do a wine and recover um, uh, with an H for all the people in Melbourne who've been complaining about Sydney during the lockdown. (laughs) Yeah, wine and recover. This is the gift voucher solely for John Fain, who complains about how the rest of the country has dealt with Melbourne over the last six months. That sounds great, Dan. I love that one. Uh, Then there's um, time and remother. These vouchers are for parents who have wasted so much time with their kids during school holidays, they get to apply that the government can give them a government-appointed mother to look after their kids so they they can reclaim their time so they can go have fun, do something else. Right. So parents get a, like a babysitter. You get a babysitter. Yeah. Dan, is it possible to make that last for one, two, maybe three years? Oh, 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you are of a certain tax bracket, you can definitely do this. If you're um, a friend of Peter Dutton, you can do it as well. Oh God. Yeah. As long as Peter Dutton's not the mother that comes in and is sort of Mrs. Doubtfire type arrangement, that would be quite something. <laughs> That would be great. That would be great. Oh, kids, it's time to go to bed. Oh. You would never sleep. The kid would never be able to sleep if Peter Dutton was in the house dressed as Mrs. Dutton. <laughs> That's Not right. a chance. They'd be awake, terrified about what might happen to them. And then lastly, I've got fine and whatever. Uh, these are vouchers for people who are introverts or single people in their 40s who have uh, who basically all their friends have families of their own. And uh, they're, they're 100 bucks, and they can be used for pretty much whatever. I mean, I'm not sure about this one, Dan, because part of me is thinking the introverts have just seen the rest of the world reduced to their level. So they're loving this, aren't they? That's right. So they're like fine and whatever. You know, they're totally fine and they don't care. You know, they don't care. They kind of love this space. They love the lockdown. Well, they pioneered this for all of us, so maybe this works as a reward. Um, This is great, Dan. The one I was thinking of was cower and conceal where you get paid 25 bucks just for hiding under your blanket every day. That would be uh, a genuine, when I was working in, uh, in retail, I would turn up to my job very hungover and I would cower underneath the desk and sleep there for hours until a customer would come into the store. I really <laughs> so think Dominic Perrottet should pay you to do that. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, we had, it was a very wild workplace. It was run like a football team. Um, but, you know, selling computers was different in the early night, in the late nineties. Indeed it was. I just wonder if the New South Wales government could maybe give out vouchers to people who do a podcast. That would be great. I I think that's economic stimulus at its best because there's certainly no one else paying us to make this. The Chaser Report. More news, less often. Now, Dan, Barnaby Joyce is back in action. Really, what better time to be talking about a completely erratic maverick deputy prime minister than when the country is plunged back into a massive health crisis? I mean, it's just he's the man for the hour, isn't he? Look, when the world requires all the best scientific brains to come together to bring us solutions to these incredibly tough scientific problems, I want someone who yells at the sky, 
that God is the problem <laughs> yes. to climate change. So I can't wait to see who Barnaby's going to be yelling at to find out who, the, who, who started the COVID crisis and what kind of mystical being we should be talking to to kind of fix it. So, Dan, he gave an interview to, of course, the, uh, the Murdoch Press um, a couple of days ago. I know that you on your podcast, Irrational Fear, are focused very closely on climate as a topic. Can you try and make sense of what Barnaby said about his view on climate change? What he said was, it's about the capacity to change back. That's why I have a scepticism. I have absolutely no clue what that means. In all honesty, I think he's talking about how much carbon dioxide is in the, in, is in the air currently and how long it's going to take to take that carbon dioxide out. Now, seriously, it's going to take a long time for that carbon dioxide to just deplete itself out of the atmosphere because we've put so much in it. So what needs to happen is we need to stop putting emissions up and we need to draw down those emissions as, as much as we can. So he's sceptical about being able to do that. Now, if you just stopped emissions, it would take about 80 years for that number to go down naturally. But if we built a whole bunch of technology or planted a whole stack of trees, then that, that number would accelerate down quicker. It's just not going to happen in his electoral cycle lifetime because he's a politician. He needs to focus on the next three years. Uh, but the thing is, climate change doesn't have a three-year cycle. Climate change has got a now 150-year cycle. Well, Barnaby Joyce is not really in favour of action to stop emissions even sexually. He just, he's now got six children. Um, he also says, Dan, my view is this, if you're going to have to compensate farmers for going net zero, you don't go to net zero, which is the first time I've ever heard a national politician arguing against compensating farmers. It won't surprise you for me to say that what Barnaby Joyce is saying doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it, it, um, there is long-term benefits for farmers to go to net zero. Their farms are going to be more productive by being more sustainable. Like it's it's totally possible. So look, it's what Barnaby's saying doesn't even make sense. Like it's, it, he is really just in the tank for fossil fuels and for the mining organisations because that's what the National Party does now. The National Parties are a mining party. They don't care about the farmers. Well, Dan, I, I do appreciate you putting your, your um, actual expert on this stuff hat on there. I'm glad to tell you that the other stuff he has to say is much more in the comedic zone um, nuclear power, he says, I'd like to get nuclear power going. I think that would be an incredible attribute for our nation. It would be an incredible attribute for our nation. Like it, why spend billions and billions of dollars on, on gas when we could spend at least 25 times that on nuclear power? Because nuclear power is so expensive and the timelines to create it are so long, it's not going to give us the solutions to the problems that we have today. It's really... It's really mind-boggling. Like, the sheer economics of nuclear just rule it out of the equation. Although, in Barnaby's defence, he already looks radioactive. <laughs> but th there, were some, there were some very relatable things that Barnaby Joyce said, and I think he's going to win a lot of votes with what he had to say about Scott Morrison. He just said, oh, yeah, we're business partners, that's all. I respect the office of the Prime Minister. But to say you have to like the person, well, you can, but it's just not necessary. Oh, that's good. I mean... I got to say, Dan, as as a you know a new business partner in doing this podcast, if you went out and said, you know, I respect the office of co-host, but to say you have to like the co-host, you can, but that's just not necessary. I think I'd be feeling pretty awkward right about now. If anything, my relationship with the chaser is the opposite. I really like all of the chaser members, but do I respect the chaser office? Well, you know. Well, there was one really encouraging thing about what Barnaby Joyce had to say in this interview. He said. 
I'm not a fool. I'm at the back end of my career, not the front end. So <laughs> he's back as Deputy Prime Minister, but at least he knows it's not going to go forever. He's my favourite back end politician, that's for sure. <laughs> I think Barnaby's got a third family in him, Dan, if he really puts his mind to it. <laughs> There's a staffer somewhere that wants a little Joyce. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by School Holiday Screen Time. Of course you never wanted to be one of those parents who substituted quality time for an iPad, but now you're locked down with them. And if you have to answer one more question like, what are you doing? You might explode. School Holiday Screen Time. Proud sponsors of The Chaser Report. All last week in The Chaser Office, we were talking about this bizarre story from St Luke's College uh, in the northern beaches of Sydney where students were given this bizarre quiz about what they value to members of the opposite sex. It was quite strange and quite creepy. Gabby, Charles and I had a quick chat about it, which we now present for your enjoyment and or massive induction of nausea. Hey, Gabby. Hello. Yeah, I've been having a little look and I'm sure I'm sure as men you've already heard about it, but recently <laughs> at St. Luke's Grammar School in the Northern Beaches, a little bit of controversy has been stirred up surrounding a Christian studies class. Mm. I mean, I don't really know what the issue was, but anyway, it was, it was just a good male-only Christian lesson on mm. ranking women via a point system to observe if they're appropriate to date or not. There's absolutely think, nothing wrong with that. I think that's what Jesus did with Mary Magdalene. Yeah, it's it's brought out it's, the questionnaire and he was like, okay, yep, yeah. Wait a minute, I've heard of that stuff in the playground. You're doing, you're saying that this was like in class. This was like a football betting kitty that was taught to to the boys of St Luke's, and I'm going to go through it with what you now. The, what was the subject? Like Christi- Christian, st- ancient history, obviously. No, Christian <laughs> studies. Christian, you know, where all good gambling starts. That is not true. No, it is. That it was true. Christian studies. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go over what the point system was. Okay, go it was taught on. as follows. Yeah. 25 points total to allocate yeah. on qualities that they, they would look for in a girl. It's a bit okay. like a fucking football bet system. Aussie yep. men are really great at that. Some boys in the year 10 class were actually, this is true, overheard dubbing this list the build a bitch list. Lovely. Oh, God. So six points. For popularity, loyalty, good-looking and attractive, intelligent, a strong Christian, kind and conservative, a virgin and trustworthy. Five points being physically fit, easy to talk to, a fun sense of humour and wise. Four points, sporty or sexy, goes to church, honest, doesn't lie or cheat and is friendly. Three points, well-dressed and groomed, artistic, good manners, good pedigree, ambitious goals, hardworking, great kisser and owns a car. (laughs) <laughs> Two points, right height, good at school, brave, stands up for rights and socially competent. And one point, favourite hair colour, favourite eye colour, has money, sincere and serious, generous, adventurous, similar, similar beliefs, cares for the world, comfortable even in the quiet moments. Now, disregarding the fact that this list is incredibly sexist and objectifies all women everywhere, the six-point quality system could also be applied to a fucking golden retriever. Yeah, the pedigree. 
talk me through that. I felt weird. It felt like I was buying a dog from a pet store. But it's okay because the girls at St. Luke's were given a similar lesson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, their lesson was about how important it is to stay a virgin so Satan won't get you. And so you can score five points in there. Yeah, their lesson was about how to get to 26 points. (laughs) Um, No, in all seriousness and in the pursuit of fairness, I've actually made a list for St. Luke's to teach to the young women about the men at their school and the men in society as well, another point system. Uh, But my point system, you need literally any one of these points because right now the bar is pretty much on the floor. So six points. Hasn't assaulted anyone and doesn't intend to. Five points. Doesn't interrupt women when they're speaking. So hang on, Gabby. Oh, Dom, you just lost yourself five points. Damn it. Yeah, so you pay attention to the list. Four points. Can name at least five female persons in a typically male-dominated area that they claim to be super interested in. Once, this is true, I had a conversation that went as follows. Oh, you like comedy? And he went, yeah, I do. Cool. Who's your favourite female comedian? Um, the one who, um, you know, the one who, uh, who talked about her nan. I had to inform this man that he was talking about Hannah Gatsby and also the fact that he had definitely not watched that special. All right, three points. When viewing this man's profile picture on any form of social media, it doesn't display one of the following. A car that's clearly from Google Images, him with a dead fish, him with a dead pig, him with a gun, him but taken from a typically dick pic style angle. Oh. Him, but with a quote on top of the image such as, I miss when modest was hottest. Him with any kind of quote about how he'll treat his daughter forward slash daughter's boyfriends if she ever dates anyone. Or if he's wearing any kind of Lowe's car key shorts. I'm sorry, guys, but there are better shorts out there. I get the impression you grew up in regional New South Wales, Gabby. Oh, my God. How did you know? (laughs) Two points. They accept responsibility when they're wrong. Men, particularly in Parliament right now, are not great at this. Looking at you, Scott, it's not a race, Morrison. One point. They don't teach or learn from shitty lists ranking women on how ownable they are. (laughs) So I hope that uh, St. Luke's uh, gives me a ring in the next couple of days to to implement my new lesson plan. So, guys, I've got a bit of an announcement. Oh? I've decided to become a Christian. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I've heard about their points ranking system. (laughs) It might help you win some points at the pub, I reckon. Charles, if you ask Jesus um, sincerely enough, I think he'll make you a virgin again. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by School Holiday Screen Time. These school holidays, more screen time means less screen time. Don, before we go, can I just say how pleasing it is to see Dan Andrews back at work. And I just loved that they chose to do a back-to-work special with Dan Andrews. The Victoria media person was like, you know, how do we signify Dan Andrews is back to work? I know. Let's get him in a construction zone with a hard hat and a high-vis vest. And nothing says I'm back to work more than that. But I don't know if you saw the press conference. I think two of the Victorian media staffers left their handbags just behind Dan Andrews. So what you've got is this great picture of these two probably four-figure handbags just resting on the construction wow. site floor. <laughs> Dan, do you think it's that they're skillfully managing his media so that he looks like he's back to work? Or do you think that the doctors just said you've got to wear a hard hat at all times in case you fall down another set of stairs? 
Yeah, that's right. I think, yeah, please, please. You don't want a set of stairs to fall on you like you're working in a Miami construction site. Oh. The night before he put out a video with his wife on the couch explaining how the accident happened and how he's kind of made his way back to work. And it was a very well produced video. And I'm like, well, with the television industry dying in the ass, no wonder all these TV people are now working for premiers. Premiers are now the number one producers of television in the country. Premium Premier Mornings are back on ABC News. At 10am, join all the fun of Back to Work Dan with the Victoria Premier's presser. My spine is basically healed. Then at 11am, test your mathematical skills with Gladys Berejiklian's daily numbers update. Of those 18 cases, all but one has been confirmed as a link. About six of them were in isolation for the entire time. A number of them were in isolation for part of the time. Some, unfortunately, were active in the community. Then at 12pm, join Mark McGowan, Anastasia Pal or any of the other premiers no one knows the name of. ABC News, the premier television network. You can find more news 24-7 at chaser.com.au. Follow us on all the socials. Don't forget to subscribe to Dan's podcast, A Rational Fear, as well. Give us a five-star review just to encourage us or insult us, but then still give us the five-star review. Our gear is thanks to Roadmark Friends, and we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.